Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself Pete here, and we were able to dig Dixon out of the jungles of Puerto Rico <laughs> and got him back on the internet. Right, Dixon? Uh, yeah, no, sorry, sorry. It's just kind of like hitting me all of it. it you know, it's like, <laughs> it's true, and I'm just, I'm very, very, you know, emotional when I think about it, so... Thank you guys. Thank you guys for bringing me back. Well, and I, we were talking about it and Dixon was like, yeah, I thought I was just kind of helping you out, but I didn't realize so many people liked hearing my, the sultriness of my Latino voice. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. You know, the, the duos are always better. Well, it's always better when you have uh, two consistent hosts bouncing off of each other. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it, really, because like, I listen to many, many podcasts, and one of the things that, that just kills it for me is whenever like the, the host is by himself. I'm like, dude, no, you need somebody that's, you know, bounce yeah. things back and forth. Yeah, that's why I actually had to record like a whole episode by myself, and I was just like, I mean, it was okay, but um, I mean, yeah, it's definitely better when you can bounce off of people. In your case, you were bouncing it off of the chat, and... That was awesome. That helps a little bit. Yeah, well, it helped a lot. It helped a lot because like, I, I kept thinking about, like, well, what's the other person trying to say? <laughs> I think the real question is, Dixon, can Jesus finally take the wheel? I saw that. I was like, Jesus <laughs> has been holding on to the wheel for a while now, dude. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, no, it's been rough. It's been uh, so, like, a few transitions. We still have blackouts over here. Uh, thankfully, the earthquakes doesn't haven't been as bad. So, the the worst thing is the blackouts, really, because like my PlayStation yeah. is still alive, but barely, because it's taken yeah. two blackouts and sometimes doesn't even want to like uh, keep the games inside. It pops the CDs back out randomly in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I feel like especially North America, because obviously that's where I live. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't appreciate that kind of stuff because I'm telling you, when I lived like in Kuwait and Iraq, like there are some days it's like 120 degrees out. There's no power. Yep. Got to go find clean water somewhere. Yep. It can be a hot mess. Dude, so uh, def I got definitely I know what you're going through, buddy. So but what we're going to talk about today is we are actually Dixon and I played some uh, two asshole games. So we're going to talk about those two games and. Uh, get each other's reactions and kind of like why we made decisions that we did. Yep. Uh, before we get into that, though, make sure that you guys check us out. We're on Twitter. You can check us out on Discord. Uh, there's a lot of people um, that have the Discord link. If you can somehow message one of us, we'll definitely get it to you. I have people message me all the time for it. Um, 
And yeah, so you can check us out there. Also, if you want to check us out on YouTube, we started putting out shorts of these videos that we do that are pretty either funny or good tech. The last video that I put out, I put out two videos last week. I did one on how Hannah does 10 damage. And then the second one I did on uh, Ulix just kind of doing indirect damage. And they're just about 10 minute videos. I don't try to put them longer than that. Mm. So Check us out there, like, subscribe, and then finally, if you want to support us directly, you can do that patreon.com slash ragebitwire, where you can support us for as little as a dollar. I was going to say, I got to suffer that 10 damage. It was, uh, it's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, de- definitely, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely talk about that. But we did get into talking about, or playing Vassal, because I, I've, I've come to peace with, like, to get the reps that I think I need to uh in the current state of things definitely just like people were saying when i was bashing it which is like you know even if you don't like it it's good to get kind of your uh your reps in with it basically to just kind of get you know your steps in try new lists out so it's definitely good for that especially if you have a couple people you're comfortable playing with we i think we'll talk about the first one just because that was kind of more of the loosey-goosey we both kind of tried two lists that we weren't necessarily comfortable with especially you dixon well the first one so yeah, the first one definitely is i think the more interesting of the two <laughs> yeah and we'll talk about that uh especially as we kind of go through the paces on it we played a pool and i've basically been on this von schill one and von schill just general kick for the keyword mm-hmm. so i i was just made up with these two games i'm, like, I'm gonna play von schill i don't care what the pools are uh, but the pool for this one was standard, guard the stash, public demo, uh, vendetta, catch and release, hidden martyrs, and sabotage. So I decided to play Von Schill, and you, sir, wanted to try out the Clampets. Right. So Dixon, what be, and you chose actually the one that I wouldn't. I actually like the stealth kind of hoppy one. You chose the Ballyhoo bucket. Right. What do you, what do you, what do you like about that that title? I guess. So I. And this is this is spur of the moment. I wanted to try out one of them just to see, and I figured armor was going to help me better, and that's the reason why I picked the Balahu bucket. That doesn't mean that the the jumping one is is not better. Uh, personally, I think that one's going to end up being the best of the two, the the jumping one because of stealth yeah. and because you make you can make them not chargeable with the upgrade, and you know mobility is king in this game, at least yeah. in my opinion. And yeah, that was uh, that was uh, the logic that I used. It's like, all right, well, they hit hard as crap. I need to not get hit. And I figured <laughs> if I can't do the whole not get hit, if I get hit, I want to not die from it. And that was it. And when yeah. we played, well, it and, worked. And we played guard. And we played guard the stash, right? right. So you have to kind of sit there. Yeah. So you had to pick, I think, the more durable Resilient. version of it. Yeah, that was literally that's that's it. That's absolutely the logic that I use. And thinking about it back, I think uh, that was not the bad idea. I think the way that I play was shit. It was just straight up. My execution was terrible because when we played, you saw that I I positioned poorly and you abused the crap out of that, and I like that. So, so I picked Von Schill and. Looking at this, because obviously I'm a Bayou player and I haven't played the Clampets yet, but I have an idea of kind of how they generally work. So I knew that you're going to, one, probably have some stealth stuff, especially if you brought the other title. Um, so I was like, okay, there's going to be stealth. 
So shooting's not going to be great. You know, you might have some things that are twitchy, you know, depending on what upgrades you bring. Uh, also, I might not be able to do my bonus action. So I was like, you want to know what? I think this would be the perfect opportunity to test out my boom crew for Von Schill. So if people don't know, that's the one where you really go heavy on the shockwaves and heavy on the blasts. Yep. And I was like, that. I think that's the way I'm going to have to attack these dudes. And, and it still came into being, yeah, no, no, but it still came into being as, as a great idea because I did have stealth. I had like two, two yeah. three models, right, that were stealth. Yeah, yeah. So you ended up bringing the Ballyhoo Bucket Clampets, mm-hmm. and obviously with Bruce, the the good dog, you brought Uncle Bog, which that model looks ridiculous. But you brought work. Cervantes. <laughs> you brought a Hermit, a Bushwhacker for reasons that we'll see. Yeah. And then you brought two Skulkers. So a lot going on there. Yes. Um, yes. A lot of stealth. A lot of t- you have a take a hit, take the hit model. Yep. Um, Cervantes. I. I tell you what, Dixon, I was very surprised with how mobile Cervantes was by himself. It was kind of cool to see. He's awesome. He's he's super, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's super resilient and he is super accurate. So the fact that he has like little mobility is, is kind of You cute. put him off by himself though. So yes. why did you decide to put him off by himself? Because I wanted to bait you into coming to him and you never did. Oh, you're like, hey, go take that one guy. Yeah, he's by himself. No, I was just, you, you know, dude, just... I was just like, unleash hell. It was like, you know, in <laughs> 300 when the Persians just yep. unleashed the huge volley of arrows that blot out the sun. Yep. I was just launching grenades downrange yep. and just trying to kill as many gremlins as I could. The messed up part is like, like I, I spread out uh, as, as much as possible and I still got cut out. Two to three models every blow, every explosion. Two to three models was just getting on the explosions because I just couldn't, I could not figure out a way to do it more efficiently at the time. I think that if I play more often, I could actually do it. Yeah. And I mean, there's way, some of those shockwaves for Von Schill get like ridiculous huge. They're like shockwave twos. Um, I think there's a way, if I remember right, with Arc to make it like a shockwave three. Yep. So there's just a lot of ridiculous things that you can do with this crew. And ignore line um, of sight. It's usually against uh, defense thirteen, which is uh, an eight on most models, and does three yeah. damage. I was so pissed. <laughs> I was so, pissed. <laughs> so it was funny though because, and it just it worked out because you had a uh, a hermit, or it's not. Yeah, you had a hermit to take the hit. But just so everybody knows, the list that I ended up taking is if you want to do this boom crew, I think the title for Von Schill is better, the Ironheart, mostly because his explosive payload ends up doing more damage to models that fail that yep. um, that shockwave duel. Yep. And uh, yeah, it just, it, it helps out a lot. He's also a little aggressive, so he can be up there kind of finishing stuff off. That's specifically um, what you just said. The fact that he's aggressive, yeah. I think it's even more important. I think the fact that he sets the line of scrimmage, because that's true. Like, yeah. Von Schill and Eric will just set the line of scrimmage, and this is it. This is where we're going to be fighting, right? And then you can just, like, artillery fire specifically in that location because they're like magnets. They they set up the front line. Everybody goes to them, and then all of a sudden... And that's kind of what boom, happened, right? Boom, boom, yeah. I, I started thinking about the game after we finished, and, and I was like, damn, going into that fucker was a bad idea. And it was still like, what else am I supposed to do? I have to bring him into my crew. But that was that was what happened. I brought you into my crew, and hell broke loose. 
Yeah, and it, it and I, I will give a tip just for people that do, and I'll well, let me go finish going through my list, and then we'll kind of go through the game Sorry. a bit. But no, you're good. Getting a little ahead. We're we're fine. But obviously, so I took the title. I had the metallurgist just because uh, you'll see in a reason here in in a minute. Uh, I had Hannah and Eric just because I love them. I brought Lazarus because he's a big part of this boom crew because his shockwave is the best shockwave. And then you had I brought the uh, effigy and then an engineer. And thinking back, I could have switched the engineer out if I really wanted to to maybe put like a um, a Draken troop to try and get rid of your tide markers. But I, I don't know if it was needed, but I'll, I'll play around that next time yeah. I play the clan. Kool-Aid man. Just Kool-Aid man right through them. That's exactly what you did, and it worked. <laughs> but, yeah, so basically the tip when you're doing, like, a boom crew, like, with shockwaves, and if you haven't played, like, Whizbang with Wong, you might not know this, but basically every turn I held Lazarus to either my second-to-last activation or my last activation. Yep. And if you play against Von Schill, you'll know that's effective. Because as the turn goes, Von Schill, Eric, and Hannah are usually punching or, you know, maybe shooting a random rocket off or something. So your opponent's probably going to waste cards to take, I don't know, not six damage, not eight damage. Um, so generally, your opponent's hand is going to start to whittle. But then all of a sudden, Lazarus goes, launches two of those rounds downrange. And next thing you know, you have three or four models that have to take this duel, yep. the simple shockwave duel. Yep. So, um it, it was pretty bad because I think what turn one, I think I killed your dog. Yeah. Your Bruce boy. Yeah. And turn one, I think like your bushwhacker had three damage on it. I think both your skulkers had three damage on it. I think you had a bunch of your little stealthy models that were hurting pretty good. Yeah. At the very end of the turn, like there was just too many, uh, duels that I just couldn't do anything about. Uh, but even with the positives. Yeah. Even with the positives, but like even uh, let's even take that into uh, what you call it. Even if you were to ignore that part, the whole boom boom thingy, you have blast in your melee yeah. attacks, and that actually oh, was yeah, a big, big 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 problem because I think at one point in time you hit me for like severe and just like one shot at two models. There were two six point models, but you one shot at two models. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was uh, Hannah came in and she basically did a sweeping strike and did. So she doesn't get the she doesn't get the crit strike because obviously she has to do sweeping strike. Right. But it ended up being seven damage on the one model and then five damage on the other model. Well, it wasn't I don't think it was I would think it was four, but the other model had already taken a grenade from uh, Lazarus. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So she basically <laughs> I think the gator that you summoned had like two hit points left. And then I splashed onto your other skulker and killed That's it. Exactly right. It was just like smack. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, man, Dixon, that was a pretty good sweeping strike. <laughs> Bro, like, no, no, in the big one. The big one was when I black joker uh, the bushwhackers pit trap that I was setting up so that second turn was gonna be better. Yeah, so talk through that. Talk about this combo with the Bushwhacker and the Skulkers. So it's the same combo that they have in, in Explorers. They're Explorers, there's a model that never gets used. Uh, he has uh, Covered in Leaves, I think it's called the ability. It's a three-inch yeah. aura that any terrain that's around them within three inches, they also expand that aura to three inches within them. So even if there's a forest like three inches behind them, now the forest basically is three inches all around them. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, yeah, it's like extended. Correct. So the combo 
is a pit trap within three inches of the skulkers. And I had two skulkers and and the and I just wanted to make it a minefield for you to come into me. Yeah, basically you were doing it. You set up one when you deployed. Right. So you had one by one of the guard the stashes, and you were going to put another one Correct. over by the other one. Correct. But you black jokered it. Black jokered it. And then the first activation and- of turn two, you well actually was it turn one where you just like all right, now that no, it, was, it, was, it was it was first activation turn two. Okay, because I know that. if you remember, I I bulldozed over to the bushwhacker. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, because I I had put Buncho in a bad spot, and then you're like, uh, I'm gonna thirteen this activation because uh, I really want to go first, and I'm like, well, shit, <laughs> and and I didn't have a thirteen in hand, and you went, I activate Buncho, you know. Kool-Aid mine my way over to the bushwhacker. So, and the reason why the reason why he was in a bad spot because I was Von Schill was literally in the middle of your crew. Because I, I that, so so to specify the reason why. The Battle Hood Bucket has an attack that places within one inch. And with movement shenanigans, I pushed the 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 master a little bit forward. And I was able to jump into your master and place him inside my bubble of screw you, hippie. And you have 12 yeah. cups of coffee, so there's no bonuses. Yeah, you're shut down. Like, you cannot get out of there unless somebody else gets out of there or you have the Kool-Aid man move. What's it called? Like, it was yeah, a, the bu- it's Bulldoze. Bulldoze, yeah. Bulldoze is the only reason why you were able to get out because it's a one action. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you bulldoze out, and then I stoned for the trigger to get the free attack. Yep. You took one hit. Right. I think you took two hits. I don't think you took the third hit because I started getting sweeping strike triggers with Von Chill. Uh, if you're talking about the bulldoze, I only took one damage from that, uh, two damage from that. Uh, but I think Von Chill just like finished off because uh, I think the bushwhacker was already hurt. Wasn't that? Yeah, I only had like two, yeah, I only had like two. Hit oh, I remember, left. I remember. He took three damage from Lazarus, and you attack with Von Chill. I put it at a flip yep. minus. And that bitch still did a double moderate and hit me for four and killed me. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> Dude, I was like, uh, I was like, all right, as long as it's not moderate, he's fine. So it's your flip minus. Double moderate. So Mother <laughs> You know the you, you know the funny thing, Dixon? Yeah. The more I've the more I played Freecore, the more I'm really appreciating the sweeping strike trigger on Von Schill and Hannah. Right. Because man. Their damage is so spiky. Who has the lowest defense in this group? That guy? I'm going to slap that guy. It's the Tropic Thunder. It's like, who's... That's what I did to your gator. Who's the <laughs> biggest grip here? You punch that man in the face. <laughs> punch him right in the face. <laughs> yeah, so I think by the end of Von Schill's activation, I think you were down a bushwhacker, you were down your totem, and you were down one of your skulkers. Yeah, no, I, I, it was rough. Uh, I lost... Turn one, I lost my... My pet turned to Allah's uh, skulk, yeah, skulker, and and you know, guy that puts out a pit trap, and then turned three Allah's another skulker, and I believe shit, there's another one. What was the other one? I know that I lost two models on the third turn, and I was like, we called it. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> your master was pretty. I think your master was starting to get pretty low. Yeah, he was a he six life at the die. end of the game. Um, and then I think the other model that you lost, it wasn't the hermit. The hermit no, was, literally no. the only, Oh, I lost yeah. uncle bog. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
Oh, uh, I think Eric. I think Eric punched Uncle Bog in the face. Eric hit him again for eight damage. I think it was or something stupid. Yeah, yeah. I was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, Uncle Bog, like, Uncle no. Bog, no. <laughs> God, oh, so man. and it was interesting though. So I kind of took a different approach here because I ended up, and we didn't say this in the beginning, just because I think the way the game played out, it just it didn't matter. Right. Um, you actually scored the strat turn two, and I didn't. So you're up one zero. We didn't score any schemes. I actually took hidden martyrs, and for some reason, I I chose sabotage instead of vendetta. Um, I don't know why. I, maybe I didn't like your. Uh, maybe I didn't like the targets or something. But I was just like, I'll just choose sabotage. I would have eventually got to it because I think most of your important stuff was dead. Yeah, but uh, I was going to say I was like, um, it, it was a, a low scoring game because there was so much. There was too much that was dead. <laughs> so I, I found that with Von Schill, where it's like, if you want to with Von Schill, you can just kill and score later. Yeah. Yeah, so like, if there's any killing things in the pool, regardless of what the pool is, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna take the one, at least one killing scheme. It's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And sadly, uh, you didn't really kill anything in my crew. I tried. <laughs> Everything was armor too, and I just I did not get there. I uh, the the lack of the pit trap from the black joker was big. Yeah, yeah, like ninety yeah, percent of my damage was gonna be ping damage. Not, not even like faking that. I was like, like all in on the ping damage from Hazardous Terrain, and you just fucked that all up. So if you had, well, the thing is though, if you did set up in the middle with that, right? Either Von Schill could have bulldozed over it to get rid of it, or I could just blown it to hell. So I mean, I had options to get rid of it. I don't. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but I wanted to put the hurt early, and then if you do yeah. blow it all to hell, I mean, it has to be with a model that is more than four inches away from my master so that was the main reason True. why like i literally i i thought that i positioned correctly and i may have but my actions were terrible like my action economy was terrible i i know that because at the end of the game when i finished i was like no i did not i did not get the focus here that i needed for this attack i decided that i was yeah. just gonna flip for it like like an idiot you know it was little things just little things that i needed to improve my game plan yeah, and I think Not that bad. just comes with reps with the crew, though. Exactly right. But I think I like the other version for the mobility mm. and also the crap ton of cards you can draw. <laughs> yeah, you you because are big on the on the card draw, aren't you? <laughs> I think you saw why that can be important because I think it was turn two. I don't know if you had much higher than an eight in your hand. No, not turn like, one. You, was it turn one? <laughs> yeah, it was turn one. I had like a like an eight of crows or something. That's my highest card. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have some way for either card cycling or drawing cards, you can at least try to kind of get out of that a little bit. Mm. So, I mean, I, I, I think the card draw is a big thing, but it's just one of those things also where... He's mobile. He has stealth. He has the leap. Yeah, that. So actually, I tell you what, though, I was I was pretty impressed with that Ballyhoo. It did more than I thought it would. Um, the melee is pretty spot on too. I actually like the melee on the other title too. I just think, I just think this keyword, the this keyword for the clampets is and anglers is just going to. You're going to see a lot of this keyword in Bayou. I just think the clampets bring a lot to Bayou. I mean, did you see some of the things? I mean, because you have there's so much tech there that you just don't have in Bayou. 
Like there's some defensive positive flips. You have the extended reach. You have a lot of mobility. The stealth is big. You have some decent shooting attacks. The hermits um, is like the number one thing that I love about them. Yeah. Yeah. Cervantes yeah, is I think the hermits, but The hermits was great. Yeah. Her hermits are the MVP of the faction for me. And the skulkers are second. So I'm definitely going to see both of them. I, I predict that a lot of people are going to like have one-offs of those two models. Yeah. yeah, well, the Hermit, because it adds attacks. One, the extended reach was big. If I didn't have Bulldoze, I would have I would have had to waste a, an AP there because right. I couldn't have charged the Bushwhacker without being engaged by the stupid thing. Right. But also just the fact that it has take the hit. So now I have to account for, well, this model isn't automatically dead. He could take the hit. And that armor, too, is pretty big. Yes. Like, I was... It, it made it where... There were attacks that I'm like, I can't throw into it because one damage isn't worth it. And he's seven points. So he's, yeah. he's not like, oh, my God, I'm putting such a big investment. He's like, he's a moderate investment for something that's not easy. Would to you, so so seven points. But what do you think out of keyword for eight points? Would you think that he's worth it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's only six health, but you account for the armor, too. So if you're bringing him in, he is there for the extended reach and, and the take the hit. So yeah. that alone is worth it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything I saw in the game that we played, I think that the, I think that that's definitely probably a correct assumption with the Hermit, that it's just, it's a solid model. Yep. Do you think it was slow or was that speed okay? No, oh, he was fine. He was moving 12 inches every turn. I don't, remember, I don't know if you remember that, but every turn he was moving 12 inches because he moves four, then I remove a marker. He moves four again that he can charge. And he's a two inch reach. So he was. Yeah, he was alive the entire game too. Like he took, and this crew spits out markers. Like there's markers on the board. Yes. Also, the plus flip on defense was huge. It was. Yeah. It almost saved you on a couple of shockwaves. Yes. Yes. Because the switchy <laughs> stuff did not survive the explosions, but the or the blast, but the 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 armor things, all of them made it through fine, and they took damage. They took hits. They moved around they healed a little bit it was it was good now i know we only got a few turns in with this game mm. but what did you think about uncle bog so you got to kind of play around with what he does a little bit what'd you think about him so i thought he was fine but like i don't know i know there's a bunch of people that are just like huge fans of him like uh in the chat hamburger he was like or han burger <laughs> han yeah but anyway but like he he was uh whatchamacallit he was great as a defensive piece and to summon in the gator. And that basically makes him super worth it because he's only like nine points. So you're basically bringing in a, a henchman that for 10 points, basically, and a card, because you, you, you have to use a stone to get the trigger, plus you have to have a card. You get two models. And I don't know. He wasn't bad. Also, natural musk is surprisingly effective. Yeah, and he, I think the big thing for that pool is he had laugh off. So once you got him in position, I had to kill him just because I couldn't move him. Yeah. So that was definitely annoying. Yeah. He has off the path, which I thought was really great to help some of your slower models get up the board. I think that's how you got the tugboat so far up the damn board. Also, oh, <laughs> yes, that was how I did that. Also, it cleans your hand because even though I had a shit hand, I could clean it. But there was a point in the game where... I, I think I activated him a little too late, and I didn't have a 7 in hand. It was like a 4-4 four, four and a Black Joker or something in my hand. And I yeah. I think I remember trying to just, like, randomly hit one of my models to see uh, twice. 
and I didn't flip anything higher than a five. I don't know if you remember that. Well, like I, li- I literally showed you. It's like, look yeah. at this line of cards. <laughs> well, and you and something that I didn't think about, Dixon, is you actually used that to move Arik out of the stash. Also, I did that. So you discarded to push to basically. Yeah, you did that before because I was contesting it. Yes, but then you moved him, so I wasn't. Yeah. So I, that one, I, I had the cards and I planned it, like I held it together because I was like, all right, I don't need all these cards right now. So I'm, I'm just going to hold at least one face card. But in turn three, yep. where the thing happened, where you did it again with Eric and put him in a position to actually score a point, I was like, oh, no, you don't. And I knew it's like my cards are bad. So I'm just going to target one of my friendly models. But I didn't hit the seven because you need a minimum of a seven. Yeah. yeah, and that was it. That was big. So one of the things that I have to keep in mind is at least keep a seven with him just to clean my hand. Well, and like Jesse said, he's a great last activation for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he also has a weary road, so that's good for stuff like leave your mark yes. just to get a quick late point for that. Yeah. So I think he's a, I, he's a pretty solid model, and he's not for nothing. I mean, he has two, three, five damage, yep. can put out slow, has tear off a bite. I mean, good stats. He's a six-five defense and willpower. Yep. So, yeah. No, there's a, there's a whole I, I, bunch of stuff that he can do very, very well. I don't think he's. If you're there for him to do damage, you're not gonna get anything out of him. But other than that, he's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, I didn't even notice this, and I don't know if this came up. Mm. Maybe we missed it. But he has a natural musk to him. No, I said. So, I said that it actually came up. I said, okay. I said, it's like, I didn't remember it. Well, it's because it's like hard wound. Like I just say, it's, like it's basically hard wound. I say one more flip. Yeah, that's weird. Why didn't they just give him hard wound? No, no, no. Because natural must gives it to everybody within two inches. Oh, yeah. so even if you're attacking somebody without hard wound, he basically gives that model hard wound. Yes. If the enemy's within two of right. them. And defense four is very common in this crew. That's fair. So, like, there's a there's a whole bunch of little things that he's very very good as a defensive piece and a support piece. If you're bringing him for damage, that ain't happening. He's he's and he and he has chatty. That's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. In certain certain instances. I mean, if you're counting on chatty to stop somebody from doing a scheme, I don't know, it's man. A, it's it's another. So people, if you're new to Malifaux, it when you're good with a crew, it's about layers of barriers that you give your opponent right chatty is a very thin layer yes. for people to get around yes. but it's a layer it's like hey you gotta discard a card yep okay it's like satin layer it's so yeah. thin <laughs> <laughs> it's like the little crust of a layer but it's a layer yeah so definitely not counting on it though <laughs> never never count them I mean, obviously, I started killing too much, and we kind of called the game because it probably would have ended up pretty bad as we went into it. Mm. But um, what do you think about uh, this keyword? What do you think about Angler just your first time kind of putting your toes into it? So long story short, I think they're going to be a solid mid-tier. I think they have really, really strong defenses against range attackers. Uh, if, If you are playing another keyword they have great answers to certain models. For example, there's a, a big problem that I saw in the community was dealing with models like Nakima. Because matures are not, you know, a joke. They're, they're just really fucking annoying to deal with if you're by you, right? Yeah. So, and the upgrades can only get you so far. Well, a hermit now pretty much defends your entire crew 
if played correctly, because they have to fly into your crew, which removes another, you know, attack. So, yeah, and they have to take the hit. Uh, I would say, yeah. I would say, as tech pieces go, I think they're gonna bring a lot to the crews, uh, to other crews, not like themselves. Uh, as themselves, I think they're, yeah. they're fine, but I don't think they're gonna be like breaking the meta. Probably more of the money. I mean, I saw some things with that title with the Bali Who that I was like, okay, this is kind of a cool, cool yep. way to play it. Yep. And it ha that does make you think, though, because I kind of was expecting you to bring the stealth one, and then you brought the Bali Who, and I was like, ooh, armor too. That's kind of. Uh, yep. I'm gonna have to. Throw, I mean, I had answers. Luckily, I had answers because I was playing Bond Shill. Right. But if you don't have a flexible keyword, that can be a problem. So yeah. I was like, whew, thank God I brought uh, Von Schill to deal with this crap. But that's actually important to mention. You said that you were expecting the stealth one. And the reason I went I with was. the armor one is because I said, nah, he's going to leap into me. So stealth is not going to be that much of a difference. See, I, I, I was like, yeah. I was trying to like meta your meta pick. It's just my execution was shit. And I know I want to be clarified. <laughs> it's true. It's like it's it's an important yeah. aspect of the game that people often don't want to talk about because it hurts their feelings or whatever. But I, yeah. I have to admit, well, and, I that, have to get and if you if you look at it, Dixon, okay, let's be honest here. Yeah. Okay. You you're coming out of the jungle. Yes. <laughs> you, you haven't played Malifaux in a bit, and you're playing a new keyword. Yes. So you were kind of taking all the cobwebs off. Yeah. Oh my god. Which is gonna be interesting on the second because the second game, I took the cobwebs off a little a little late <laughs> yeah. and i got super lucky anyway yeah so we'll talk about that too because uh, i think we'll transition towards that because after that game you're like okay well i'm gonna play neverborn so whatever the pool is you know bring a decent list because i want to try to play against something that you know I, I know i have to react to appropriately yeah so we ended up having a different pool and this one i actually don't think was great for von schill but uh, it, it, I was in the mindset of I'm going to play him no matter what. I, so, I remember you saying it's like, I don't want to play corner Von Chill. This is stupid. And I'm like, dude, you got leaps. You're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. So it was carve a path into corner. And then it was leave your mark, spread them out, load them up, public demo and sabotage. So as and I actually had somebody on the discord that mentioned this because they saw our list, which we'll talk about in a second. All right. They, they noticed that we went tall, meaning you and I both brought that list, like really just stocky models. Yes. Whereas they're like, I would have gone wide just because it's corner and you have two markers. So you you kind of want to explain, Dixon. Well, first off, you picked Titania and obviously I picked Von Schill. So you want to kind of explain why you built the list out the way you did? I... It's going to sound stupid, but I picked a list that I was very comfortable with because I played it a thousand times. So I was trying to. That's fair. That was the key. I don't think that's a terrible idea, though. Yeah, the key mo the key point of this list was for me to to you know brush off some of the cobwebs, like you were saying earlier, because uh, yeah. I I needed to get back in the game, and I told you specifically, it's like I need you to destroy me. I need you to like shock my system back into the game. <laughs> and it, so, eventually, so it it, <laughs> it is a fast even because so your crew that you brought. Mm -hmm. So you only brought six models. So you actually brought Titania with Ancient Pack, right. obviously the Gorar. Yeah. You brought Candy with Ancient Pack. You brought the Malasaurus Rex with Inhuman Reflexes and the Kurgan and the Mysterious Effigy, or sorry, Emissary. Right. So you had beefy boys and girls. So 
you were like, I'm here. You're going to have to deal with me. Yeah. Uh, I did a couple of mistakes. Um, I dropped candy way too early in the in the match. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. I wanted to put candy in the middle of your crew immediately. And mm-hmm. that was a mistake because I forgot that Pancho has just so many fucking ways to deal with that. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. And uh, other than that, I needed to swap out instead of candy putting her where I did. I needed to put the emissary. And that's it. That's literally the only two. But because the list is such a small model count, there's no mm-hmm. mistakes here. Like you, you make one mistake and it just dominoes way too hard. And that's what happened in our game. Yeah, and I ended up bringing um, Bonchill one the steam trunk. Yep. And then I brought the hodgepodge emissary because I was like, I need the extra movement to get out of here. He won you Plus the game. I ended up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and I brought Eric and Hannah. And then I brought a Draken troop because I was like, I know I'm going to have to flamethrow all these stupid underbrush markers. And then I brought a free core scout just to kind of run a flank. I guess I, I could have brought maybe a, I don't know. I could, I could have brought probably just the regular trooper, the free corpsman, but the scout worked out. Okay. Now the, you don't think so? the scout, in my opinion, the scout did his job better because he continuously was a was a threat. The fact that he has a 14-inch gun and he ignores uh, cover and concealment, if I remember correctly, was actually he in did. the back he of my does. head. So Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it, I'm glad you were thinking about it because oh, yeah. he really didn't get a great shot the whole game. Well, that's because I and played then, around and had, that. And then he had a T-Rex just all of a sudden come up into his face. <laughs> yeah, a T-Rex is going to eat his ass. It was, but <laughs> the problem for the T-Rex, well, we'll talk about that here in a minute. So, yeah, I built my, so the reason why I built my list the way I did is because one, yeah. I ended up bringing, I took, I chose load them up and leave your mark because load them up apparently is stupid easy for Von Schill because you can just throw mines out everywhere. Yes. So that's really kind of easy to score a late turn. And so I brought that, just to try it out. And then I brought leave your mark because the emissary is great for just, leave your mark once you win the middle yeah and uh he like i said the healing the extra movement uh the upgrades because i i think basically because i put the upgrade on von Schill that gives him plus one regen right i think that made it where you just decided you couldn't really attack von Schill. right because throughout the game you just i put it on him and you're like well i guess i'm not attacking von Schill. i'm gonna have to kill everything else that's absolutely true I, I looked at, okay, so not Von Cho, because everything has armor anyway. Might as well go for that guy over there, because he's defense five. And it worked. So, yeah, let's kind of talk as we got into this. So as we kind of start moving up turn one, and you're right, I was able to move pretty far up the board. I was pretty happy with the leaps. And, I mean, Von Schill was like move seven, because he started next to the dang thing. So it was pretty good. And I decided to be a little aggressive and my last activation, I kind of move Hannah up and I kind of start trying to, you know, maybe I think I did some ancient words and stuff. But so turn two was interesting because we basically just set up turn one. Right. I think we both pinged a couple damage here. It wasn't anything to write home about. But turn two, I win the flip and I have the choice to either go first or second. And I'm looking at my hand, and my hand is stacked, right? I had the Red Joker, I had a 13, I think I had a 12, and then I had a couple mods. Right. So I'm looking at this, and I'm like, you know, I could let Dick Dixon go first and just, like, 
if something goes stupid, I could just flip out of it or just cheat out of it. And I was about to, and I was like, no, don't be stupid. Eric's kind of in a bad spot. Let me move him up and get him closer to the strap marker. And I can also try to do a couple things with Hannah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go first. So I did Hannah's thing. And then I was like, cool, now you can go Dixon. And I want you to talk about your stupid turn with Titania because it pissed me off. Dude, I almost quit the game after I know, this. but I'm glad that you didn't because you won in the <laughs> end because of it. Because like you stuck it out and you figure out a way to back. I don't, I don't know if you could hear it in my voice, but I was pretty pissed off. So, <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. All right, so one of the things that you can do with Titania is that if anybody's within eight inches of you, you can just teleport them into your crew, basically, or into, like, anything that's within your range. One of the things- and also, yes. just also to set that up, I did put a landmine that- next to Titania, so that was a problem. So, no, no, that's actually, that was going to be my, my next point. Because yeah. the landmines were basically within half inch of Titania, that means that whatever I pull in is going to land in the landmines. Yep. And it was Good time. beautiful. Because all I did was like one action, drop a underbrush. Second action, get over here. Because <laughs> I had a third, I think it was a 13 of, of crow. Yeah, I had the 13 of crows in my hand. And I hit, uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, Anna. Anna. Yeah. I hit Anna. Pulled her into the mine, so she took uh, one damage from the hazardous. But then when I flip damage, I'm flipping flip minus, and I think I hit a double severe. Yeah, I hit a yeah. double severe, and you're like stone, take one less damage, and still take five, yeah. uh, take three yep. or whatever. And I'm like, all right, that's four damage. Let me just do it again, and then red joker. Then you red joker. <laughs> it's like you're like. So I'm just sitting. I'm just sitting there like. <laughs> I'm like, dude just did severe. I just took like five damage. Yeah. And now I can't even stop this next attack. So I'm at least taking like four damage because of this stupid crap. Well, you didn't want to use up all your stones. That's what it was. That's the reason no, why. I would have used up all. Well, no, no, no. So I would have used my, and I did use my stones on the damage On the flips, first one. But, but on the second one, you didn't. You just like fucking just die. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, because you had her down to like, I think she was at two. No, she and- was at one. <laughs> okay yeah so that's what i'm saying i had the stones where i could have stoned every single ping damage right and then i would have been at like one stone left yep. and maybe she would have lived somehow <laughs> so i just said f it let her die which was big for me because in the past i would have wasted every single stone to save her right so i'm happy i made that decision and just was like f it let the bitch die yeah because actually it ended up helping you not using the stones i mean I mean, you yes, lost ten points. That's not easy. That was that was bad. No, so, I lost ten points. I lost ten stones. Yeah. I lost arcane reservoir. Right. I lost all the crap that goes with her, the extra bonuses and all that crap. So, yeah. it, it took. And I, I just looked at the board. And I was just like, okay, well, that's the thing. It's like moving on, I guess. Uh, however, there were some good things that started happening. Uh, my turn and. This is probably, honestly, this was the best game that I think I have ever seen the Drakendroop play. He And it really kind of opened my eyes to be like, holy crap, I really yeah. need to start using this guy more. He was not the MVP just because the hodgepodge healing you kept you in the fight. Yeah. Like, literally, the fact that you just kept healing just out of reach of me finishing off, I think it was Eric and the Drakendrooper, that was pretty yeah. huge. 
but like the dragon trooper uh removing underbrush markers kept it so that you didn't one you were not slowed down by them and two you did not automatically implode again <laughs> with titania yeah <laughs> yeah so he was you know he was sitting there clear in the underbrush which was great yeah um so that was definitely a big thing but also his flamethrower is against move which is fine but it's it's two three four and if you take damage you get burning too right so he ended up starting putting burning on because candy was right next to titania mm -hmm. so he actually ended up stacking some burning on both those models yeah that's what that was the downfall the fact that i i put them both so uh not so close together because they were not within like two inches or like you within were close enough to be within inches. the yeah you were close enough to titania to be in the don't take severe bubble yeah and that might have <laughs> because you actually made a mistake at the end of turn two where you moved candy outside of that three inch bubble and <laughs> i was so mad at I, myself I just so happened to have Arik as my last activation. Yep, and Arik did not get stunned. Oh no, no, bullshit! Well, I, took, I took stunned off of him. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Like Arik was stunned, but but that's why I activated Hannah to remove the stun. Yeah, you did the stupid ability with the trigger purification. Uh, what is it called? Something yep. adaptive tactics or something? It's a bonus action from her. Yeah, it's adaptive tactics, yeah. and it has a tome on there to get rid of a condition. And you did it so that you would give her defensive against melee attacks. Uh, Which doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> in this one. But uh, it was mostly to remove the thingy from Eric. And then after that, yeah. it was the funny part. It's like, all right, cool. So Eric is no longer stunned. And I'm like, eh, it's fine. I can, just, I can just apply it to him again later. And then I never did. And then I cried inside. <laughs> yeah because you actually sent candy into i think you started going into the hodgepodge and there was another model next it, to the it. dragon it trooper the... yeah i think you're right no, it was the dragon Tro that's the reason why the dragon trooper was at one life <laughs> so the the dragon trooper scared you so much oh yeah you hit the dragon trooper with his own flame yeah power. i was like burn yourself <laughs> like <laughs> cook yourself you son <laughs> light me on fire i'll light you yeah. on fire but he was actually for some, like some reason he's not immune to burning which i don't know why right but i messed up i did not know that the blast was even on the week so whenever i flipped week i didn't even bother putting the the burning on other people yeah yeah that was another I mistake was I did. enough though oh i was remember that the dragon trooper was within three inches of your hodgepodge oh yeah well yeah. Well, just because I'm within three, the blast marker is only two. There's two blasts in every attack. Remember who told me no. that? No, that's with the rocket launcher. Is it the rocket launcher? The, yeah, the Draken troop only has double blast on severe. Oh, okay. Thank God then. Because I remember I, I didn't look at the cards. I was just thinking about the game. And I remember your comment yeah. about being double blast and everything. And I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, that was the rock that's the rocket launcher. Cause <laughs> I was like, I could shoot Titania <laughs> with the rocket launcher and double blast onto Candy. That is so funny because like I I just wasn't expecting that at all. I'm like, wait, on the week? It's like, yeah, and Candy's at one life, and I'm like, in the arms. Yeah, and <laughs> and we both end up scoring like a point off a of strategy. Uh, we both didn't quite get the schemes yet no. because I think so. Turn one, you didn't elite cruise, score. Start... Oh, turn two. I'm sorry. Turn, turn two, two, you no. Turn two, you didn't score. I score a point. Turn three, you score all the points, and I scored nothing. 
And that's when we called it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, because I think I slid it back to get rid of an underbrush marker. Yes. I think you're right. Yeah, you didn't actually get it all the way across the midline. Again, we're playing corner, and you have to make some decisions. And I understand. And that's the problem with the elite crews <laughs> is you only have so many APs. That's, like, yeah. I, and I kind of, once again, went to the mantra of, I'm going to win the fight or I'm going to lose. <laughs> no, well, it won you the game because, like, you scored three points on turn three, but you scored zero yeah. points on turn one, on turn two. So, like, yeah. you made up for the lack of points by denying me all of the points, basically, because I couldn't score True. anything after that. I had sabotage, and the building was, like, two inches away from a candy that died. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so looking at turn three, because I... I basically have a, a I have the opportunity where I have to go with um, Von Schill. I think Von Schill was probably my best option to kill Candy. Mm. So Candy was technically engaged by Arc. So I had to, I, I felt like the best way was to shoot her because I couldn't activate Arc because then I get stunned and I have to discard a card and all that crap. Right. So I kind of go into the tank for a minute to figure out like, okay, how can Von Schill kill this girl? And I was like, okay, I could double blast onto her. That's not a lot of damage. So I don't think that's the way to do it. Um, and I think she only had two left on her and you still had, I think two stones. So you still had some options there. Yeah. So what, what I figured out eventually is I was like, okay, here's the way to do it. I was like, I can disengage Von Schill because I finally remembered that load them up when you give an upgrade, you get to push somebody two inches. Yep. So I was like, oh, I'll just disengage Arik, and then I can stone out of her manipulative, and then I can just shoot her. Yeah, and and, and you position yourself so that the concealment wasn't also a problem. Yeah, because I actually did the uh, quick reflexes, so I actually gave Von Schill a rocket launcher, so then I moved him, where basically concealing wasn't, yeah, no, you, literally, we, we checked that and everything. I was like, well, shit, yep. uh, I guess uh, <laughs> I guess I die. <laughs> and luckily, I had a decent enough hand. I think I had a 12 or a 13 in there, yeah. so I could kind of guarantee it unless you got a red joker. Yeah. No, no, I, I... Which you didn't. Yeah, I sploshed my load, like, literally two activations <laughs> before that. Like, I had nothing left in the tank. I end up flipping, because I was on a straight, and I flipped a moderate. Right. So I think it was going to be a moderate of like four damage because I got crit strike. And I was like, no, because if Dixon flips a severe, she'll only take, you know, one damage and still be alive. So I cheated in a severe right. to be like that way. If you stone, she's dead for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, no that was a smart because I was about to stone. Because you were going to. I know you were. I was like, oh, well, but she's dead. <laughs> Just picked up the model and, <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> are you so and i know in pandora you're usually aggressive with candy yes. are you usually that aggressive yes. with candy and every time you bring her okay pandora the thing is that you have you have the aura of pandora to stop people from actually attacking things that you care about sure and that's a that's the big issue because like candy is like last activation second turn but she's gonna go in the middle of the enemy crew Oh, yeah. That's a, that's the goal for her. So you're trying to save at least one face card in your hand for Candy for the end of the turn. Yeah, and Pandora and Candy are always a tandem. That way, if somebody activates, like in that case, if Von Schill activated, 
normally you would have had Pandora there where you could say, you want to know what? You're not going to activate that. Sniper's going to activate. Yep. Yep. Or the box. The box that gives out rocket launches yeah. and shit. That's going to go. Your little totem's going to go and... Burr, burr, burr. Yeah. What can I see? Who who can do nothing this turn? And yeah, so that's the reason why like usually Candy survives. Uh, what I should have done is I should have put the emissary up front because if the emissary dies, I have the Gorar. But I forgot about that. That's that's actually one of the tactics that you use when you're playing uh, Titania is that you sacrifice. Well, you don't sacrifice, but you know what I mean. Like you put him up. Yeah. And he's gonna be the the the, the tank. He's gonna take hits and and die usually, so, uh, so that the Gora can turn into the enforcer. Yeah. So that wasn't the end of turn three though, right? Because Titania was also down to like six, right? So I took my last shot with Von Schill and put I think two more damage on her. Yep. And then I think throughout the turn I got a couple more flamethrowers off on her. Yep. And I. And then I think uh, I think the flamethrower actually actually killed her off. Yes, I didn't even. So bother Titania was dead too. Yeah, I didn't bother to defend her because I didn't have the the cards in hand to do so. And the stones were like, I'm just going to use the stones to see if I can draw extra cards. But at the end of the turn, it was just like there was no way. Well, there was just well no because way. then so then right. So I will say. Your emissary had a pretty baller turn. Oh, the emissary is an MVP. Dude, talk games. through the talk, talk through the little wombo combo you did with my own steam trunk, you monster. It's not a wombo combo. It's your steam trunk blows up, and I have an ability <laughs> that if I have a ram, I pulled you in. So I pulled. So you pulled my you pulled the trunk in next to my two models. You are a monster. I'm not a monster. You just don't know how to play the game. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, because I was not within two, and then you brought him within two. No, dude, the, the funny thing is, like, and most... you purposely didn't kill him because you wanted to pull him into my stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, that's another thing. That's super awesome. I flipped Red Joker and a moderate, and I was like, no, 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 no. Put the moderate in because I don't want him to blow up yet. I want him to blow up over here. <laughs> oh, I want him to blow up on like two of your models, bro. Like he's so good because like most people, you almost killed the hodgepodge emissary. <laughs> most people don't know what roots from below do. It's the it's it's literally the only model that has the roots from below, and it's such a good ability. It was good. It was, I was impressed with it yeah. once. Uh... Once you got a couple models grouped in, I think it was mostly because you 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 like you've seen it before, but you like you never seen it, so that it does so much splash crap all over the place. You're like, what the hell is happening? Well, yeah, when you're using my own model against me, that feels really good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was it. That was the end of the game. I only had two models I could actually score, and well, I just didn't well, have the, the funny thing is, so that wasn't even the end of turn three, because after that, right? <laughs> after that. Okay. Arik came in and super Sega Dreamcast punched your emissary in the face. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't going to die, but he went down to like one life. <laughs> oh, no, remember? No, he did die. Not from the punching. He died from something yeah. else after the fight. No, I, I, no, I brought you down to one with the punch. Mm. And remember, the punch pushes you. <gasps> and I pushed you into the minefield and you took a point of damage and died. You know that I'm an idiot? You can't push him. I mean, you can. You just forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't push. You forgot about planted roots. I forgot about planted roots. That's on me. Is that a may or is that just he can't? Oh, I choose. 
Well, man, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's I choose not to move. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I. Yeah, you're right. So he. So he would have. He would have been alive with. Uh, with one point of health. Yes, then. he would have been alive with one point of health. That doesn't mean that it's gonna like again. It's cobwebs. You know, just gotta sure. keep playing it sure. again because like I know this crew and I still forget little things like that. Well, it's funny you just remember that because you didn't remember that Bro, any time before. Now. I miss. Uh, deployed my uh, fucking uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Mouseworks Rex, because I remember remember that like yeah, I yeah. thought it was like turn two or three. I was like, oh fuck, I've been breaking the rules with the Mouseworks Rex. He's like, what? What's going on? It's like I have not been whipping with him because like literally you're supposed to whip uh, with the with the bonus action, <laughs> no nays. Anyway, <laughs> so. No, he was just naying. He wasn't. Yeah, winning. so I needed to to whip uh, the Gorar. I needed to whip the Gorar up the field, and I was not doing that. So I wasted yeah. actions with the Gorar when the Gorar could have been just like moving, yeah, just, just walking him. Yeah, yeah, and then and then that would have been one more attack with the Malosaurus Rex. That is important because sure. like the main reason why you have the Malosaurus Rex is, and honestly, for the threat, but you should not forget the whip. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the movement on the Malosaurus Rex is actually really impressive. And honestly, I, I it was it was nice because I didn't have to worry about him for a couple of turns. Right. But also, you didn't throw him away like most people do early. Most people just run him in and and then he dies. Yeah, no. So it, it, it was actually nice because you had kind of like a line that I had to deal with first. Right. And then you just had to be like, oh, the, by the way, there's a T-Rex in the back. <laughs> and this T-Rex is... Big problem. Like he he hits hard. He's so, so not gonna lie though. At my next goal was to kill your totem with Von Schill because Von Schill ignores hard to wound. Right. So I was like, I'm just gonna shoot that stupid totem next turn if I can get it first. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I that way you couldn't bring your emissary back. I specifically put him in the completely opposite section of the map, and Von Schill can still get to him. Like I did yep. that on purpose. I put I put him on the opposite side of Vanchil, so that he wouldn't be shot by Vanchil, and he's still gonna get shot it's by smart. Vanchil. Yeah, it was smart for sure. Yeah. And um, so at the end of turn three, though, you're right. I got both my points for for the schemes, and then I ended up getting a point for the strat. Mm. And you were down to three models. You just had the Kurrigan, the T Rex, and the Gorar. That's it. The Goro was about to become the uh, the mouse the F emissary again though. Yeah, so if I, if I didn't get first turn activation, I knew that was going to come back. But if I got first turn activation, he was going to die. Yeah, it's a sad panda day every single day. Well, because all I had to do is just do a leap with Von Schill because he had boots on. Mm -hmm. So I just leap with Von Schill and then just take two pop shots probably to kill him. Yeah, one or two shots will do him. He only has four health. Yeah, and the min on that gun's two, so. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Oh, your motto, I thought your motto was like a four. Yeah, it's like two, four, five, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I was like. It's, it's all. Yeah, it's one or two shots. He's done. <laughs> it happens, man. Moderates happen. It does. Oh, it does. You're not wrong. So I'm glad I stuck it out because Hannah died early and I was pissed. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. No, no, but you kept your composure. And that was a good exercise because in the tournament, you know, that's good training for a yeah. tournament. Well, and, and Hannah, and that's so is funny because those those of you who talk to me about Monsieur Leopard, uh, 
so I posted that video about Hannah doing 10 damage and Chris, you know, obviously threw out the broken card and, you know, <laughs> Hannah is really good, yeah. but I was telling him like, dude, you can just kill her. It's like, just kill her. Yeah. It's like, it's not super hard. It can be if I'm not a, like, if you play Hannah conservative. So here's the, here's the thing that I think as a player, you have to kind of think about. So you can use the offensive potential of Hannah to get those 10 damage shots, and that's fine, right? However, you can use that against your opponent and try to lure her out. And then if you have ways to maneuver, just like you did with Titania, where all of a sudden you can just pull her out and then just beat the bejesus out of her, yeah. she's she's very fragile. She's only armor one. Um you were outside of six, so I couldn't do the counter spell um, nonsense where you had to discard. Right. And so there's a lot of ways just to really ping her down. And if you can kidnap her, she just dies. If she gets, if she's outside of the bubble of her crew, she just dies. Yep. So I don't play this way, but I knew how you play Titania. And I was like, you know, I can be a little aggressive here because I had a hot hand. So I put her forward to engage you and try to make you waste resources. Unfortunately, you flipped hot and it, it paid a price and she got kidnapped and then she died. Yeah. And I was just like, that's exactly how you deal with her. That's how you would deal with Arik because Arik was actually your next, next target. Yes. But Arik, you were going to do almost the same thing. Yeah. The, the difference was the armor. Arik being armored to make me go, nah, let's go for it. And, and he had the reinforced shield on. Minimum damage. Nothing. I think. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that as a as a Bond Show player and getting lots of games in now with him, I almost always. So I usually have Arik as my front line, and usually Von Schill's pretty close to that as well. Yeah. So those two are usually my targets for um, the reinforced shields. Yes. And I think that's probably right in most cases. However, looking back, I if I was going to be that aggressive with Hannah, I probably should have slid one onto her. Mm. Um, it's just not my normal play. Honestly, I I don't know if I don't think it would have saved her, but yeah, I was gonna say it's like honestly, if I really want to kill her, you know, I'm gonna go. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna go as hard as like I'm, Dixon says. If I want her dead, she's dead. I'm not talking about <laughs> me, bro. I could literally mention like seven other people that could do a way better job. That's not the point. I know the point. Is, and I uh, anyway, the point is uh, there are certain things you can do with a model that, regardless of what you you know what you put on them, you know, I could I could take a fucking what you call a skulker and give them shielded and give them you know like a disguise and whatever they're gonna die. They're gonna fucking die. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So layers, uh, layers are important, but you shouldn't assume that the layers are just gonna be, you know, just enough. Uh, so regardless of she just she has to do her job, and unfortunately she died. Yeah, and I mean, there's ways to avoid Hannah's ten point damage swings. Right. Obviously, that's only happening if you have the Red Joker. Yep. But still, I mean, if you just look at even without the Red Joker. Yep. Even on her moderate, she's still going to be putting out like seven, six, six, seven damage. Yeah, seven. If yeah, seven damage usually. Wait. So no, 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 because Red Joker only does the plus one on the. I know, but you get two for crit strike, and then you get one for Rx, um bonus. You're right. You're absolutely right. I forgot about that one. But so here's the thing, though. If you can, 
if you can make it where Hannah either if she's stunned so she can't do her bonus mm. or and get her triggers, which I think you might have done. No, I think you just did that with Ark. But mm. yeah, because you killed Hannah too quick. But anyways, <laughs> and if you can take the bonus away where she has to use her bonus for something not Ark's damage thing. Right. Like if you are going to make it where it's like, oh, she needs to pull this other important model out with I've got your back or, you know, she has to use her bonus to try and heal things with foul mouth motivation or just try to get her to use her actions for not punching. Right. That's the best way to counter her. The second way is just to give her something either really hard to hit, Mm -hmm. whether it has, you know, you can't charge it, extended reach, maybe um, maybe it has a ridiculous high defense, maybe it has twitchy um, scamper, something, right? So mm-hmm. just putting models that it's like, it's hard to kill that model. And then if she kills it, great, make her, make her pay for it. Give her something that's like a five or six stone model. And then once she commits to it, then go kill her or just don't get near her. Yeah, yeah. She's she's a relatively slow model, even if you put rocket boots on her. And if she uses the rocket boots, she can't use her bonus for the plus one damage. I would never call somebody that moves 16 inches in a turn slow, though. How's she moving 16? She doesn't move 16. You know better than that. Actually, it's more than that because it's leap. If, if you're double walking Hannah, I think you're okay with that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Let's see. 6, 8, 8, 5, 13. 13 inches. That's one walk and one leap. What the crap you mean slow? Well, so here's the thing, right? <laughs> if, if somebody if somebody is that standoffish, yeah. I will give Hannah a rocket launcher and I will double crit strike that rocket launcher into your crew. Yeah, that's true. Like there's no reason to go chasing people. Give her a rocket launcher and just pew, throw, throw a freaking rocket launcher at her because <sighs> that's what that's... she can get double crit strike. So that's sorry. I got to pull up my old card here. <laughs> <laughs> she can. So double crit strike on severe yep. is six double yep. blast. And the funny thing is that you don't need to have a ram in your hand for her to do a double crit strike. That's just so gross. Yeah, just a just a stone and ping a model. That is so power, gross. Because like a, a lot of people think that like, oh, you shouldn't use a stone for a trigger. I have no idea why. I never like. It took me a oh. while to realize that a lot of people think that using stones for triggers is a bad idea. No, when it when it matters, like there's times, especially and that's where you have to know what you have. Right. Yes. Where it's like if I go, how much health do you have? And you're like, oh, I have eight. And I was like, "Okay, well, I have the red joker in hand. Right. It's like if I get 10 damage here, this model might die. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or if it's not a if it's not a henchman or and it's not a, you know, master, your master. Right. I can just be like. I can just kill this model. Yeah. So yeah, stone for the ram, ping somebody for a ram. Make sure that you're on a because you're probably gonna have focus because there's focused all over Von Schill's crew. Just for free. Um, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but and then I'm like, I can just kill this model, cheat in either a severe, cheat in the red joker, and be like, hey, that model's dead. And you're just like, huh. Yep. But yeah, cheating, cheating, or not cheating, but stoning for suits. Definitely helps you out in a lot of situations. Yes. It's it's a force multiplier. I I gotta remind people because every few years people forget what uh, force multipliers are, and it's just like, dude, they apply to 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 war games too. Like, you yeah. know, 
because uh, if you, I remember this is like three or four years ago, the conversation came up again where like people are like, well, this model is min three. So with three attacks because of Flurry, he got nine damage. And I'm like, but why are you doing min three when you can just do, you know, six damage on the first go instead of like trying to go for an attack three times? You have cards in your hand. And somehow that, that just went right over a lot of people. And then players yeah. like Andre what? and fucking Brian are like, oh, focus attack into this model, straight flip, take seven. <laughs> well, and I think the best exa example of that in free core, since that's the game we're kind of talking about, right. is with, with Arc, right? Because Arc can do min three, so that's six damage, right? So it's like, okay, you can do six damage mm. on two swings. And sure you can get that but if you have focus on him and maybe you get puncture or you get armor piercing depending on the scenario right now you're doing seven damage on the severe or you're doing five damage on the moderate with one hit and i want to so with one hit yeah. you're doing more damage possibly or close to than you would have with two min swings so i want to point out actually something that happened now that you said the the that trigger the the ram trigger on him on eric that happened with Candy, yeah. and I was about to be a little bit of a douche in our game because I was like, well, you didn't pick a trigger, and you're like, well, I picked the ram. I was like, okay, then you have to flip one more card, and then you flipped the one more card. It was a black joker. <laughs> Do you remember that? That was a that was a good five-minute pause from your end. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking, cool, and that's why Candy's a tough model because she puts so many dilemmas on you where it's like, Okay, this is going to reduce it by two, yep. or I can, you know, not take a trigger. So I think we just decided to make it where it wasn't taking the trigger, and it was like, okay, she has two health left because no, we did it. Stupid. We we decided the smart way, which is I told you, okay, just pick the armor piercing because you use the stone to get a trigger. That way, you don't flip as many cards and you don't flip the black joker. So, so, you know, I think the reason I don't think I normally would have taken the Ram because so I, I think I forgot that I used focus. Right. And if I would have remembered that because I knew the Black Joker was in there. Right. I, I would have just used the focus. Yep. But I think when I was going through because that's the thing, you start going through all your trees of thinking. Yes. And I was like, oh, I can do puncture and that'll give me a positive. And I was like. Well, I don't actually want that. So, right. You know, you know, it's just it's kind of going through yeah. your thinking and no, no. cleaning and, it up. And I which, when you're purposely knew the black joker was in there, so I wanted you to flip more cards. Yeah, we both did. So when I flipped like a three, I was like, "You're a flip plus plus, flip three cards," and you're like, "Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's important, just to kind of think when you're kind of playing through your stuff. Oh, uh, so like I love that because like literally it was like a five minute pause on your end. You're like. Mother, <laughs> like, what the ah! yeah, I was just like, okay, well, how and it's one of those things where you kind of think on how you can prevent that kind of moving forward, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was good, yeah, yeah. And I that was also I, the mistake because I remember that I, that was when I realized that I put her more than three inches away from her. I, th I think if I was being smarter, honestly, right. I would have stoned for the tome for armor piercing. That way, you don't the trigger doesn't matter because I'm declaring a trigger, right. and then I don't I don't get the extra card in that situation. Yeah, no, no, but like 
still, it matters for many reasons. Look at the layers. Oh, yeah. I was more than three years away, so you wanted to do severe, so she died because she was a sixth life at that point. So if you do severe, yep. you do at least seven damage to her. So it just yep. ended up that you were like, I don't want to do any of these because there's a black joker and it's only like 10 cards left in the deck. <laughs> You're like, fuck. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to cheat down so that you, you know, like I was going to, I was going to try to see. If I don't I think you had any cards at that point. I think I, you just flipped like crap. You no, know, I did, but I flipped like crap. So I didn't have to cheat. My, my idea was still yeah, the same. I wanted you to flip many cards because I, sure. I, I checked your discard pal and made sure, okay, he hasn't flipped the black joker and he doesn't have it in his hand. So you're a liar. You didn't check anything. You just got lucky. No, I did. How many times did you caught me? Like, I was like, yo, I'm checking your discard pile. What happened here? Because I needed to, like, see what this Dixon, I don't was. listen to you when you're talking about things. I'm just trying to <laughs> figure out my own crew, man. Jerk. Like, you jerk. You're like, I, you're like, I told you that. I was like, I wasn't listening. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is funny. That's true. You did say, say that like five times. I was like, you did. Well, you know, because there's a couple of times where you're like looking through your own stuff right. and the person on Vassal is just kind of talking. You're like, do, do, do. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Who are you attacking? <laughs> that does happen. What's going on? That does happen. Not going to lie. Um, did you remember to draw cards with Ancient Pact? I didn't have a single. Or no, you didn't. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't have them on a minion, did exactly. you? Okay. Yeah, no, trust me. Like I, I was trying to pay attention to like big things like drawing cards because I was starved. I was so starved for cards. So how did you feel playing your your uh, your Bay Titania again? Oh, still good. Uh, the big problem is uh, execution. I got to get better at the execution. I imagine you playing Titania is like when I bust Zip out again, where it's just like, oh, this just feels right. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I the Malosaurus Rex was pretty big. That was that probably cost me more than anything else. I could have been in the game if the Malosaurus Rex had been whipping the Gorar. Yeah, because you could have been a little more offensive with them once you positioned up. Yes. Also, putting Candy in the middle of your crew early, mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I should have waited until turn three, the end of turn three. Yeah, because Von Schill's crew just has a lot of ways to like pull people out, move people out. Yes. And um, yeah, just a lot of mobility and flexibility with Von Schill. And you did a fantastic job with that. Because again, I, I thought I had the game won when I killed Hannah. And you, <laughs> you were like, like yeah! The <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you pulled it from the jaws of the feet by like literally just, just because when you said you went into the tank, I think it was like a good 10, 15 minutes just fun show probably longer where you just like thought about it i went i said i was like i'm gonna go get something to drink and i come back and eventually you're like okay i'm ready now <laughs> let's just do this yeah and it's one of those well that's the thing with von Schill where you need games with him yeah because there's times like that where you have the tools right. you just have to think about the best way to execute it mm -hmm. and in that situation it was just like Let's just shoot a rocket at her stupid face. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I, <laughs> I just had to I just had to clear out things first. Yes. Oh, I, I mean, the same thing happened. I, the, I found that there's a because I played so many fucking factions, basically. Uh, yeah. I through the through the years, I've noticed that there's a lot of fa the, there's a lot of keywords that are like that. Not all keywords are like that, but like Dreamer. When I was playing Dreamer, I noticed people literally going into the tank, coming back like 10 minutes later and just like crushing my plans because he has so many tools same thing with yeah. me in like pandora or fucking uh sorita sorita is big on that sorita every now and then yeah. i'll be like wait i can just p 
pick his own model, use his own ability on that other model over there, and then I win the game. And it's just little things like that that take way too many practices. Way too many. Yeah. And and that's why, like, and that's why, honestly, I'm just dedicating, like, I think that might have been, like, my 15th game playing Von Schill. Von Schill won that is. And I'm, I'm, and... Like I was telling you, that two-inch push came up big in a lot of situations, yes, which because it didn't only just help with putting upgrades out, it helped getting me out of melee. It helped moving people into the emissaries three-inch bubble, so that way they can benefit from the heal. Yep. Um, it helped me avoid concealment. So there's a lot of different little tricks you can use. Plus, there was the second turn. There was a basically the Draken troop was basically an inch out from being able to shoot Titania twice. Right. So I just, I threw an upgrade onto the Draken troop, pushed him up two inches, and now he was in range. Yeah. Also, like every now and then, you would put a ram on the Draken troop. So Not a ram, sorry. A crow on the Draken troop, I think it was, so that he would do the action. Because I know it happened twice. I don't remember if I remember from the same game. Yes. But I remember it happened Yeah, twice. so basically, yeah, so I, it, it was the same game. Okay. I did the crow to give him hell, which let me get through your concealment. Mm, that's what it was. And then I shot a yeah. He did shoot one rocket turn turn two into Titania. And then he did it again. Well, he didn't shoot. Uh, it was somebody else. I know that you did it twice as, as an attacking. I remember you did the give him hell. Yeah. Twice. So so what I did. Yeah. So what I did is I gave it hell to the um to the draken troop right and then i gave it to another model and have them give it hell so i basically shot two rockets at you oh man actually i don't even think i don't oh. even think i gave it hell i think i actually attached it to von Schill and then von Schill shot okay. you with it all i know is that that ability is way way underused i don't see my, my, well yeah because there people don't expect it when they're like cool that model has an upgrade but then they use it right it's like Oh, there's a rocket. Yep. Oh, now Von Schill has a rocket. I'm taking another rocket. Oh, that one has crit yep. strike. Balls. Shoot, you could give it to the totem. Totem with stat six attack is still good. I don't know why people are like getting mad at like, oh, the totem is is garbage. Why would you give it to him? It's like, because he's stat six during still the sat, attack. Still stat six. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what else do you want? But I think I think the only reason I tend to give it to a minion is just because you get a positive on the duel. Um, the trunks and enforcer, so you don't get a positive. I see. I see. Still, but yeah, you're still right. In a in a pinch, it's like if the trunk is the only thing you can chuck it to, and you want to give it hell, yeah, give it yeah, hell because it's range eight, right? <laughs> Tell them somebody that to equip something. Yes, it's range eight. Yeah, that's that's super useful. It feels like it should be six, but it's eight. Yeah, I mean the grenade belt. When you chuck the grenade belt out, that kind of stopped me from going forward, and I had to I had to specifically use uh, the Kurgan to be able to move through it. I don't know if you remember that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, you're like, wait, don't you take a hazardous friend? I was like, nope, Avalanche is OP. Avalanche <laughs> is such a good ability. Uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah, Free Core is feeling super good. I'm pretty happy about that. Mm. Hopefully we get another game in. Yeah, they'll, so the next games that we play, I'm actually going to dedicate some time into Terra 2. Mm. So you get to experience that nonsense. <laughs> and, help me, and help me figure out how to... Uh, play that somewhat effectively. I'm okay with that. I need to get some games in. I'm probably the next game is going to be Pandora though. So, sorry. Oh boy, Pandora. Yeah. That's all right. Terra, Terra 2 is kind of like her mini own Pandora. Yeah, I don't think you play against my Pandora. I mean, so the thing is 
you got to remember that if you're buried or next to Terra 2, mm -hmm. I can remove your conditions to make you not activate. Yeah. So it's kind of a mini Pandora game. It is. It is. Also, I can remove conditions from you and my friends, which is also exciting. It's going to be interesting. I know. It, it would be. And I, I get, we can both play degenerate lists of hate mongering, just negative play experience, Pandora and Terra. <laughs> They deserve each other. Oh, they do. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dixon, anything else you want to say before uh, before we wrap this thing up? Thank you guys so much for getting me back. I I, I don't think I could have done it uh, by myself, at least for another like year or so. Things have been very rough. Yeah, the pa the patrons are definitely awesome. Uh, they, they basically, for those of you that don't know, um, the patrons kind of got together and we used money from Patreon that we just had and hooked Dixon up with some equipment upgrades uh, to get him back on the old internet. Yeah. Um, because, because the internet needs Dixon talking about Malifaux nonsense. Dude, like it was, uh, uh, I mean, I try not to like, I, I, you know how it is. Men shouldn't cry, but my God, damn, that was so hard. <laughs> It, it was a nice extra thing, but that's honestly why we love the patrons and why we appreciate their support because we use it to upgrade equipment. We use it to record more, to get more time to record. So we have more content to put out there. So, yeah. Thanks to you uh, guys. If you want, we have the platform to actually be able to record because uh, I don't have yeah. the equipment, but the, the internet provides. And thanks to Squadcast, we're able to record. Dixon comes up with a lot of like the, hey, I know a guy that does this crew, so we should talk about that. Oh, and I'm a that's, social that's butterfly. What, I get Dixon, what are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dixon gets the hookup for a lot of the content that comes out as far as topics and uh, people. So, yeah, yeah, I def I'm, definitely do. I love the community. I love talking to people. And one of the things that I was doing before my computer died was like giving demos in Vassal. So I'm going to see if I can start doing that again once I get back into, you know, a good swing. All right. Well, with that being said, make sure that you guys are flipping cards and flipping tables, but make sure you finish the game even if Hannah dies. We'll see you all next time.